morning, good morning, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to my podcast on today. Today is Wednesday, hump day. Over today is Wednesday. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Let me turn it down just a little. Okay, today we're going to be talking about today. And since today is Wednesday, it's going to be Word Wednesday. So what's the word for today? The word is for today is stop putting limitations on God. I was talking to uh, one of my friends. I talked to this other lady yesterday. We was talking about how, you know, we try trying to make our business grow. We were just talking about different things. And I was just saying, like, yeah, people, like, put limitations on God. Like, they feel like, I mean, they have their faith and they have all this together. But they feel like they put God in this box. Like, ooh, I don't think God can do this. Or I don't think, I just don't think he can do this for me. You know how we always put, like, Cause I'm not gonna lie, sometimes I do that to Jesus too. I be like, I don't know if God can do this. Can He really do what He said He's gonna do? And we put this limit, like, you know, like God can't do that. Uh, we was talking about, I was just talking about how, like, um, that I want to be able to get me in my kids' house, you know, whatever. That's what I want to do. Even if I have to start out like in a, um, sorry, I like that song. Um, I just wanted to play in the background. Um, so I want to, um. Even if I had to start out with a rent house and work myself up to get my own home, whatever. And it's like people always say, well, we got to check your credit. We got to do this. We got to do that. And I'll just be like, why are you looking at credit? God don't look at credit. God looks at the heart of the man. And then they were like, then the people were like, well, Felicia, I was like, well, I'm just speaking what God says. You know, and I was like, why do people always feel like, you know, like God can't do this or you know, like God's, not, you know, we, like we put limits on God. Like God can't open that door for me. I know plenty of people who credit is towed up from the float up, everything, but they got them a house because why God, God was, in, God was in that situation. So I always try to tell people, you know, like stop putting Jesus in this box. Like you got, like, like for me, cause I'm in a box, but slowly but surely I'm coming out the box. But like we put Jesus in this box, like, okay. I'm praying I'm believing, but can God really do this for me? You know, like, can he really do this? Can he really do this? So today is talking about never limit God. Don't stop putting limitations on God and never limit God. We serve a powerful, magic, majestic God from whom God, from whom nothing is too difficult. As a result, we should never limit God. Never limit God. If you believe it, just know. It will come to pass. This might not happen the way you have wanted it to happen, but it will happen. Um, but somehow, uh, in this course of life, we we start to limit God and we question if He actually can do more than we can ask or think. Can He really do this? Like we really able to? Like, can God really do this? If I ask Him, can He really do what He said? What I what I asked Him to do? Can He really do it? You know, sometimes we begin to question our faith. And we begin to question like. God really do this? Like, you know, because sometimes I be asking that sometimes. Like, God, can you really do this? But <laughs> so when I'm saying this, I'm talking to myself. It is, it is this hesitant and doubt that robs us for seeing the miracle that has done that he has done for us and promised that he still plans to fulfill our life. So, like, you know how God bless you with things that you wouldn't even expect it. Because, honey, I got some stories that will blow your mind. But I know y'all do too.
But my thing is like, I know God, I see God time and time again over in me and my kids life, but yet and still, I run into doubt. Yet and still, my faith get a little shaky. Yet and still, because while I'm human and yes, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to tell you the story what happened yesterday, but let me finish this up. Why? You know, but I thank God for putting people into my life, praying for me and interceding. Because I feel like if I didn't have those people, I would have failed the test. Okay. Okay. We was told in the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20, to build ourselves up with the most, with your most holy faith. We're going to do this. Do this. The question is how are we going to place where we do not limit God and build ourselves up in our faith so we can confidence, so we can have confidence in God and his word. Abraham is one that we can look at to clue us on how to live a such life. In Romans chapter 4, verse 18, verse 20, say, Against all hope, Abraham is believing and, and, wait a minute, and so became the father of many nations, just as it did, just had, oh, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was good and dead. Since he was about to be a hundred years old, and Sarah one was dead, yet he did not waver through his unbelief regard the promise of God. But he strengthened his faith and God gave his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he promised. Look at Abraham, honey, he was ninety years old and he said Sarah room was dead. He they was dead, they was like honey. We have no children. We're too old for all this. But God made him a promise. He will be a father of many nations. He was 90 years old. This is a man that God told you something back then when he was like a teenager. Maybe, I'll say when you was a young kid, maybe like three or four years old or whatever. And here you is about to be 60, 70 and God bring it to pass. But he, he said, but he said, and the word it said, Abraham did not lose his faith. He, even though God told him that even though his womb, he was 90 and Sarah's womb was dead, he was like, this is impossible. Honey, I would have said that was impossible. Like, Jesus, I'm like, you lying, honey. I'm too old to be having no children. We ain't going down this road. <laughs> but but he, he believed that God said, he promised what God, he believed what God told him. Abraham set the example. It started off in Genesis 12 when the Lord instructed Abraham to leave his home and go to the land that God would show him. Then the Lord, then the Lord gave Abraham a promise for him that will rise against a nation. The nation will be a nation that will bring great blessing to the humanity. Okay. Um, Abraham is by this time an old man, his wife is an old lady. They have no children. By this time, honey, Abraham says, I'm tired. I'm just gonna lay down, enjoy my retirement. I'm gonna be on the beach. I'm just gonna whatever. He just he tired. <laughs> you know, he he tired. Okay, he said he's tired. Abraham obeyed God and struck and gathered all his belongings and started to go in the direction God had told him. Abraham was 75 years old when the original promise was given. So this imagine Abraham was 75 years old. 75, honey. 75. By that time, honey, you it's time for you to retire. You probably on the beach traveling the world, drinking some pina colada or whatever. I don't know what they were doing back then, but I'm just saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying. People are like, honey, am I good time you have no children? I'm too old for all this. But you can see, it's like Abraham was 75 years old when God gave him the promise. 75. 
75 years old. Then nothing happened for 15 years. So even though God told him he was going to be the promise, he was going to be the father of many nations. 15 years, nothing happened. Nothing happened. I would have been like, I would have started questioning Jesus. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you straight up. Jesus, you said I was going to be father of many nations, honey. I said, 15 years. Jesus, I ain't getting no younger. I'm getting old. So we got to work out something. We're going to have to do something, Jesus. You know, because that would have been me. <laughs> I'm not even sitting here like I would have said that. Um, then the Lord, the Lord renewed His promise to Abraham, and now He was ninety. Nothing happened until nine years later when they were told that within that year a child will be born. So ten years later, they finally get the promise and fulfill, fulfill, and it is a total that waited twenty five years. They waited twenty five years. Just imagine how if God tell you something. And you gotta wait 25 years. Could you still trust them? Could you still walk in faith with them? Oh, that would be a tough one for me because I'd be like, God, I don't know, Jesus. I probably would say, I probably would, but in the in the back of my mind, like, God said you're gonna do this, but when is it gonna happen? God, remember you said you was gonna do this. Um, did you forget about me? Because you know, I that's, that's what I would be doing. Not gonna sit here and lie because that would be me. Okay. It's say okay, so 10 years later, they finally, okay, feel the problem. 25 years is enough time to get discouraged. 25 years is enough time to get discouraged and give up, never mind their age. But Abraham, he continued to believe. Can you believe that after 25 years, Abraham still believed the promise that God told him? He didn't say, God ain't going to do this. God, you taking too long? Because I would have said that, God, you taking too long. What's, what's, what's up with it? <laughs> you know? What's the dilly? <laughs> That's what I would have said. But Abraham still believed, even though God told him the promise 75 years. He was 75 years. 15 years, nothing happened. When then the Lord came back, when the Lord said he renewed his promise to Abraham, and by this time he was 90 years old. So that means they waited 25 years. That was old. And he said, Lord, Sarah won't is dead. You know, he was like, by this time, Sarah got to be produced no children. She ain't. She's 90 years old. She's funny. She old. She old. She ready just to lay back and, you know, chill. Enjoy her life. But God made them a promise. Okay. Um, deep within his heart, his soul was confined, was confined in God and his ability to do what he said he would do. This is an example that we can learn from. This is an example that we can learn. Even though, yes, it get hard sometimes because, honey, I question God sometimes too. I I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I don't because I do. I'd be like, God, I know you see this. Okay, I remember because uh, I can remember when I started having children. I always wanted to work from home. That was in 2003. As soon as I said, I said I do not want to work. I want to be a stay home mom. That was my whole goal. When my kids start, when I was with my kids, when I started having kids, 2003. So this is not now. We in 2022, right? Now I'm able to work from home. Don't you see how many times, how long I waited? I was like, but I never, even though my faith got shaky, even though I was like, God, is this really going to happen or whatever? Then when the pandemic came, I was like, you know, geez, I need to work from home. I need to do this and that. I was like, I began to question, is I ever going to work from home? And then my therapist, whom I love to them, she told me about the job opportunity. I did it. Got the interview. I was like, God, if this job meant for me, because God, you know my goal is to work from home. 
boom, the door opened. It was nobody. I wait. Did my faith give shaky? Yes, but I kept looking for jobs. I kept looking. Um, did I did I begin to question? Yes, I did because I was like, well, maybe it's not for me because I always want to work from home. I have a t-shirt business. I said, the Lord, just make my business grow so that way I can sit at home and work my business. But hey. Maybe God said, that's not what I want you to do right now. I'm like, God, let, let me stay home so I can work on my podcast. I'll be on a radio station or whatever. I said, no, I had to step back from my podcast because life happens, stuff happens. Now I'm back in full effect because why I'm at home, calm and relaxing, working from home. That was in 2007, cracker like that, honey. I waited for years. <laughs> I think for a decade or two. So when I had kids in 2003. This is 2022, right? Mm. Honey, I will have to look at the oh, Jesus. My son is, how old is he? I don't even know. But I got to calculate that because I just want to see how long did I wait it. 19 years. 19. Don't you know how I didn't want to work from home for the longest? Even though I had jobs outside, I was like, it was nothing like being at home. But back to Abraham. <laughs> How can we build our faith? How can we build our own faith like Abraham? How can we just build it? How can we build our faith like Abraham? Abraham had to, like God, I know God said he's going to do it, but who Jesus, you take a look. I know you probably didn't question God like I will have. But I'm just saying. Number one, obedience. Woo! Obedience is the key. Obedience is always the key to keep to the blessing God has for you. There's a lesson we can learn from Abraham. That obedience is the first step in our journey to see God's blessing and promise and fulfillment. Abraham was ready and willing to obey God. At the face of instruction God gave him seemed most ridiculous. In Genesis 12, 1, the Lord says to Abraham, go, go from your country, your people, and your father's house to the land I will show you. His faith is good. His faith in God seemed to be already well established so much that he picked up his earthly possession and started moving to an unknown direction simply because God told him to do so. Wow. That made me think of something. I wanted to come back to that. Okay, Genesis 12, about me. Um, Genesis 12, chapter 4. Genesis chapter 12, verse 4. So Abraham went as the Lord told him. We can build up, we can build up our faith and simply start to obey God. When He simply take His word, the Bible, and decide that we're going to live by what He say, even if it does not make no sense to us, we must first take the step to the right direction. Is there some areas in your life that you know that is not aligned with the word and instruction of God? Yes, I know it's um, it's something like that. I'm not going to lie. Number two, no matter what. No matter what, I don't care what the what it looked like, just believe. Trust me. I I've been in some situation where I didn't honey, it looked like I was like, honey, I don't know how I'm gonna get up out of here. But yet still, even though I still had that little doubt, even though I had that little doubt, I still believe that God was gonna do it. Yes, honey, I was like, I'm about to be done with this. I'm sick of this. I am over it. But yet it's still, I still had that little hint of I believe that God's going to do it. Didn't know how he was going to do it. Didn't know when he was going to do it. Because then I find again the question. Like, are you going to do what you say you're going to do? Because uh, you're looking kind of shaky over here, Jesus. But you know, my time, 
it different from Jesus' time because I'd be like, I want it right now. Because if I get it right now, that way I can have a peace of mind. Thank you, God, or whatever. But God's like, I do whatever I get ready. <laughs> and Romans chapter 4, verse 18, I guess all hope, Abraham and hope believe. So, so he became the father of many nations, just as it has been said to him. So shall your offspring be. The scriptures seem to indicate that we have, there was no hope in there was no hope for Abraham's situation. There was no ground to believe that what he believed was, was ever impossible. Well, I know that was it was a hopeless case, but something deep within Abraham continued to have, continued to have hope. How often we face a hopeless situation, but do we simply lose hope ourselves? Well, how many because I've been in them situations too. Woo! I was in one oh no, I, yeah, I'm almost about to be in one the other day. Whatever. Abraham's face was grounded. On the hope in God. Believe God no matter what the situation looks like. It may be a fact that you're employed, but God has a future and a hope for you. That's the truth. That may be a fact you may be broke. I raise my hand to that. But Jehovah, but God is Jehovah Jehovah. And He provides all your needs, and that's the truth. You may be where you are sick, but by His strength you are healed and healed and made whole. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord our healer. That's the truth. The fact maybe you feel like you're wasting your opportunity, but God can restore the years that you have lost. That was eaten from you with the devil stole from you. That's the truth. You may be in effect that you are depressed. Been there. And sometimes I go there sometimes. But thank you, God. But God is the one who lifts us up from the pits and out of all miracle clay. And that's the truth. In effect, there may be no hope for you. You better God. Ain't no hope for me. I done tried everything. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't, you know, you know how we are sometimes. <laughs> but the world tell us that while we still still have life, there's still hope. So God woke you, even though you might be in a situation where you might be broke, you might be sick, you might feel like I'm employed, I don't know what to do, I have I'm depressed, I don't know what to do. The truth and the fact is God will still do what he said he's gonna do. All he wanted us to do is to just believe. That's it. Sometimes, yes, you feel like I'm tired of believing. I want to have, but first we have to do something. We have to just believe. Yes, I know things around us like kind of shaky. I know there's just so much stuff going on in this world, but yet we still have to believe that God said he's going to do what he said he's going to do. There's always hope. If God wakes you up this morning, you still got hope. That means he's not through with you. He, he gave you another day. Come on, let's get up. Okay. Deal with doubt. Yes, because I deal with doubt. Okay. <laughs> Romans 4.19 without, without weakening his flesh. And Romans 20. He did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God. There's a link between doubt and weakening our faith. Wavering leads to no waver leads to doubt, and doubts turn into unbelief, and unbelief create a vibe where your faith cannot survive. In order to build our faith, we must deal with doubt. I mean, like, stop saying, I'm talking to myself, stop saying what you can't do and all that stuff. Because there's no, that's what I tell you. I tell you, sorry. Oh, so stop with doubt. They spoke against God, they say, this is Psalms chapter 71, verse 19, verse 22. They spoke against God, they say, God, can God really spread the table in the woods? True, he struck the rock and the water gushed out the stream and flow abundantly, but he could give us, can, but can he also give us bread? He supplied the bread. Huh. Don't tell me what God can't do. He supplied the bread. Can he supply the meat for the people? When the Lord heard that, he was fierce. He broke he broke out against Jacob with his wrath, rose against Israel. 
or they did not believe in God or trust his belief. God will get mad at you if you don't. I've been there and done that. I'm not going to be like, God will get upset with you if you start doubting and complaining. Been there because God got mad at me because I did something I was supposed to do. The question is, can you trust God no matter what you may be facing in life? Can you, oh, I'm just going to have to be a part two for the funny. Can we really trust God? I'm going to leave y'all with this. Can y'all really trust God? When God gave you a promise, you have to wait. And the promise ain't came and all this stuff. Can you really trust and believe that God's going to do what he said he's going to do? Because, you know, doubt what comes up and then it starts messing with your faith. I'm not going to lie. It will. How often are we so quick to weigh our doubts instead of doubting them and not giving them to, not giving them the attention they demand? Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to be a part two on next Wednesday about putting God in the box. So my thing is today, look at Abraham. He waited. God told him when he was 75 years old, you'd be a father of many nations. So he picked up his stuff, moved to a land where God told him to go. He was like, okay, I'm a, but why you know why he did it? Because he had that much faith and trust in God. If God told him to do, he was gonna do it. Okay, I'm gonna tell y'all this story. And, and when I said when God told Abraham to pick up his stuff, it would remind me of me. Not say like God, you know, maybe he did tell me, I don't know. Because when I was in Longview, I'm gonna say this when I was in Longview, I was in my best life. <laughs> not really. Um I was in my thoughts I'm saying I live my best life. I was just being me. I go to church, but I was in how can I say? I wasn't in the world, but partially in the world, partially in the church, put it that way. So, one day, I, it was like people was like a crutch to me, and I was just so, so giving to people, and I feel like God was like, okay, I got to get her out of there because she's not going to do what I tell her to do. I want her to be this and that, and I knew I had dreams. I knew I wanted to do a podcast. I knew I wanted to, to do a blog. I knew I wanted to do all these things, but I didn't know how I going to do it. So, while I was in Longville, I got evicted from my apartment, right? <sighs> My goal was to move to Houston when I got through with college. But that didn't work out. Why? Because I got sick. I had to drop out. So I said, I was going to go to college and um, get my degree. And then me and my kids are going to pack up. We're going to move to Houston. And that's what I'm going to say. Because I'm going to get me a house built in Katy or the Woodlands. That's where I want to live. But then I was like, okay. So I got evicted. Told my sisters what was going on. All they wanted to know was, what are you going to do, Felicia? I don't even know what to do. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. It was like nobody was offered to help me. Nobody was like, Felicia, come stay with us until you get on your feet. Every apartment complex I went to in Longview turned me down. I was like, hell, I can't find nothing. <laughs> that was me. So I called my aunt and uncle, asked them, can I come? I was like, they can say, yeah, nah, yeah. I, at this point, I was like, I don't even care no more. I am done. Like, you know how you get to the point where you're done? I, I'm like, God, I don't know no more. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I just don't know. In 10 more. So, my aunt said yes and moved to Houston. Houston was not, because I was in Houston back, back way back, moved back in 2003, folks. I think that was the last time I was here in Houston. No, 2005. I was the last time I was in Houston because I had my kids, my other two kids here in Houston. So, I said, God, I, I got to go back to Houston. I ain't going to have a car. I ain't going to have no 
I know where to stay. Because my thing is, I didn't want to stay with nobody. I don't want, I wanted my own. So I was like, okay. So I packed me and my kids stuff up. Well, I could take what I could bring. And we came here. Came to Houston. I was like, everything was so different because honey, back then it was, uh, it was like different. So, but ever since I've been here, I'm not going to lie. I'm not trying to boast. I'm not trying to be like, oh, uh, this but ever since I've been here, I have seen God time and time over, over and over. Yes, does me and my kids go through stuff? Yes. Does me and my does stuff get hard for me and my kids? Yes. But I have, I just know that somehow I have that little amount of mustard seed. That's all like a little faith. Even though I might be like, God, I don't understand it. I might be having doubt. I'm like, God, I don't, I don't see it. But yet and still, I still have a little faith. And I believe there is hope that God's gonna do what he says he's gonna do. Me and my kids are believing for a house. I've been believing for a house since I got here. I be, I teach my kids to dream big. I teach them to think the impossible. Because why? Because I know God can do the impossible. I teach them to where, for me, I teach them don't put God in a box like I used to put God in a box. Don't put Jesus in a box because Jesus don't belong in a box. Because your daddy owns all of this. So I teach my kids that. And to this day, there was like, you know, I did a vision board and majority of this stuff, not majority, but most of some of the stuff that I had put on my vision board is starting to come to pass. Not not boasting or whatever, but I just know that there's a little cause there's hope. I do believe that God's gonna do what he says he's gonna do. Don't know when it's gonna happen. Don't have no idea. But I do sometimes be like, oh God, okay, God. When you say you're gonna do it, I do ask him, because you know I just want to know that he that he still remember what he said. But you know, I just ask him. I don't be like, I know he hear me talking, but, but that's me and Jesus talk. That's how me and Jesus talk. But my thing is, don't put God in a box. Yes, sometimes we put like God in a box because we feel like God can't do this. If God did it for one, what makes you think he can't do it for you? Like this lady, this lady created his toe up or whatever, but God blessed her with the house. I was like, hey, hey, God, if you do it for her, I know you can do it for me because that's how we have to think. And don't get mad because you feel like, they getting blessed you not it's not your time yet. I, mean, I used to be like that. So now I have to get off social media sometime because I like wait a minute. Cause people not gonna tell you the real. I'm gonna tell you the real. I'm gonna tell you I went through stuff and it was nobody but God. I'm gonna tell you. Somebody said, Fish, um, how did you start your business? I'm gonna tell you tell you straight up. There are days I want every day I want to give up. But if you know what I do? I get up and I design something or I make something or I do something. Trust me, being trying to be a business owner. It's hard. So don't let nobody tell you that it's overnight success. It could happen, but don't have that like that mentality like it's gonna happen overnight. Just know you gotta put a lot of sweat, tears, and cries. Cause I be crying all the time. Because I like God, I don't have no sales, but yet and still, I still believe that God's gonna bless my business. I'm like every, but Lord, I thank you. Every time I pray, I say, God, thank you for enlarging my territory. Thank you for sales. I haven't got a sale yet, but yet and still, I believe that's that little piece of hope and little little Sometimes there is a little doubt, but that my hope overrides that doubt. So, so until next Wednesday, we're gonna pick this back up. So I put limitations on Jesus. Okay. So until next time, y'all have an amazing and awesome Wednesday. Y'all be blessed. And all God wants us to do is just to be, no matter what the situation is, no matter what He said. No matter what. He said, believe no matter what the situation like. You may be employed. You may be broke. You may be sick. You may feel like you 
waste. He may have wasted a whole lot of opportunities. Like, God, something your man, and that man gone. Don't worry about that. God made somebody. Oh, I had an opportunity for a better job, but then somebody stopped it. Hey, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that, because God said he will restore that year that the locust has eaten from you. He will restore it. Trust me. You might be depressed. You might feel like you have no hope, but no matter what, no matter what the situation may look like, no matter what, God just wants us to just believe and stop selling for doubt. When I say that, because I'm talking to myself, so just stop, because doubt weakens the faith. So just know. No matter what the situation may be, believe that there is hope. Just believe in God. Because if God woke you up this morning, you still got another opportunity to do what you got to do. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, hope you have an amazing, awesome day. Be blessed.